don't you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. I'm like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! <laughs> What's your deal, man? Well, you know what us ultra-liberals say. When it comes to drugs, lies are okay. Your midweek download destination. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanooga. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years... Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Welcome into the show, the Stone On Air podcast, the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian Stone. Thank you for finding the show, however it is that you do so. A little bit different show for the midweek download destination that is the weekly dose for March 22nd, 2017. I uh, just came off five nights at the Grand Falloon for live-to-tape recording interviews with 28 different local and regional, mostly local, but within, like, I think the number is 45 miles or maybe it's 55, 65 miles outside of Chattanooga. So basically in-town local music showcase. And it was 30 hours, it was five days, it was five shows and 28 interviews. All those are archived at the SoundCloud page and will be on the website here before too long as well. I have had difficulty keeping the website up to date completely, and I'm actually investing in some assistance in making sure that the website becomes more of a destination. More on that in the near future. I will say start off the show that this is a uh, I'm going to give you a selfish alert, selfish alert. This show is entirely about me. And what's different about it is, is normally it's kind of a layered out show of an open, a stone's throw segment, and then a full final segment, second and final segment, usually for a 27 to 32 minute recording. Today I just hit go. I just hit record on the software and the computer I have here through my remote portable studios. Nothing like it in the city of Chattanooga. I can take this on the road. I can do this anywhere I want. I can do this in my garage where I'm at right now. Talking into my microphone with a gin and tonic. And often I'll put together a show and I'll make a what I call a show sheet. And I'll bullet point some stuff and I'll put a few things I've thought of over the course of the week or so. Some things I want to remember and then just kind of go from there. It's not a script. It's not a word for word, but it is kind of a, it's a guideline. I don't have one of those today. I'm just talking into this microphone until I feel like not talking anymore. So if you don't want to hear me talk about me for the next however long this goes, I don't blame you, but just you can't say you weren't warned. It's been nearly eight months now since I was fired from the radio station, my old former beloved radio station that I worked for for nearly a decade and a half. And so I'm going to move forward here with the understanding between me now and you, the listener of this podcast, that you know what happened back in June. Because if you don't, just go to episode one called Why I Was Fired from July of last year or go to episode seven, Mystery Facebook Messages. Both those two podcasts explain and spell out exactly what happened, leaving nothing out. Completely uncensored and genuine. 
So if you want to get caught up, stop, hit play now. Go check it out. Come back. We'll hook back up when you get back. Okay, good. Glad. Nice to see that you're back. Now you're up to date. So some of this you might have already heard. I'm just kind of talking into it, like I said, and just into a microphone with no real direction. It's not a very good way about doing a radio show or a podcast, to be perfectly frank with you. But March 16th, 2016, the 16th day of the third month of the current year, 3-16-17 was a Thursday. And that day was supposed to be my day. Thursday, March 16th, 2017 was supposed to be a day that was all about me. More on that coming up. You know, when you've been in a relationship, most everybody can identify with this in a personal relationship. A guy and a gal, a gal and a girl, a guy and a guy, a guy, whatever. A meaningful, strong relationship. And it ends for whatever reason. You at first are in shock, right? You're really upset and your emotions are a disaster, right? And you don't know exactly how to handle it and you generally don't handle it well. No matter how good you are at handling things in your life, those moments are generally not handled well by almost anybody. And then some time goes on and you do some things you regret or say some things you regret and you probably almost in most cases, have an unrealistic thought of just maybe. Maybe we can figure this out. Maybe I can make this work. Maybe. It's like you're just dreaming, you know? If it ended, it ended for a reason. And if you do get back together, it probably doesn't work. It's just kind of the way it usually works. And then all of a sudden, one day, you wake up and you realize that's it. That's it. It's over for real this time. That's a, that's a harsh reality. It's also sometimes some of the, the best turning points in a person's life. And that happened to me during the week of March 16th, 2017. The breakup from the radio station eight months ago came to the point, the week of March 16th, 2017, I knew that this was forever and officially over. And maybe now it's time to get on with my life. I've had real relationships in life that took a lot longer than eight months. So if this is true, I'm ahead of schedule. But so just a quick recap of what happened on March 16th, 2017. Jeff Stiles, longtime radio voice, a former mentor of mine, a very good, still close friend of mine, gave up his midday, mid-morning radio show, two-hour, long-form, spoken-word format radio show after 20-some-odd years. And the guy that replaced me at that radio station got the new gig. Now, I could go on on about qualifications and who should be doing what or what, what, what I, you know, philosophical stuff, but I won't. I will tell you that his qualifications consist of uh, a couple of decades on rock radio, music, rock and roll radio. And the long form spoken word radio format and the music formats of radio might as well not even be in the same sentence of an industry, even though they are, they're not the same thing. Not even a little bit. But I'll leave that right there. That happened on March 16, 2017. I'm going to rewind 17 years from that day. That is 204 months. That is over 6,200 days. 6,200 days ago. 
204 months ago, 17 years ago, is when this story starts. It's late summer 1999. I get back from Woodstock 1999, one of the worst festival experiences in the history of rock and roll. It's on that list. An incredible memory, a disaster of a weekend. I'm just coming back from Murfreesboro, spending a couple of years there, just aimless. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And you know what? I don't really need to know what I'm doing yet. That's fine. That's okay. It might have been frowned upon by a lot of people, but overall, it was okay. I was living life. I was working. I was paying bills, and I was having fun. And I got back from the trip to New York and Canada and uh, the Woodstock weekend, and I was broke, and I was tired, and I, I moved home back home. Well, when I got home, my dad said, hey, you need to call this guy who he had told me about several times. But, you know, when you're 16, 17, 18, 19, you only focus and care about the things you want to care about. You know, dad's talking about this radio guy again. Whatever, dude. I probably met Jeff Styles for the first time when I was 16 or 17 at a Lookouts game. I don't remember for, for specifics, but I do remember he talked about it. And in 1999, he said, you need to call him and talk to him about the festival you went to. And I didn't want to do it. I like, screw that. But, you know, whatever. Okay, I guess I will. I was pretty nervous because I was a child. And I called in and we talked for probably 10 or 15 minutes about festivals, drugs, music, sex, drugs, rock and roll, stuff like that. And I, I hung up the phone and I don't remember it vividly, but I remember it pretty, pretty clearly. And I thought, are you kidding me? That guy does that for a living? That guy just talked to me and that's what he does for a living. And I had had thoughts. I listened to a lot of radio, lots of music, big music head. And I had thoughts of doing something like that before. And that was a moment I said, that is something that I believe that I can do. I am actually quite certain that I can do that. Fast forward to the winter of 2000 at the turn of the millennium. And I'm in Chattanooga State School for Broadcasting and just general courses. I'm fine. I'm now like, hell yeah, get me in school. There's a, there's a college radio station here. I'm going to go to the wall. I'm going to be on the radio. This is going to be killer. And I got in school and I went. I, I'm, I'm close to an associate. It's not, not quite. Went to school for about two solid years. Failed half my classes because I spent all the time at the radio station. In 2002, I went to, as tw- a 22-year-old kid, I went to a uh, broadcast institute in Atlanta for an entire summer. It was all hands-on instruction. And when I got back from that in 2002, I had now been what you could classify as qualified to be hired by a radio station. Not I wasn't good yet. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I was qualified now. And Kelly McCoy hired me at KZ106 to be the overnights. It's classic rock radio here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They're still playing those same old dumbass songs over and over again. And I worked the overnights from 2002, three and four and into five. For two and a half, three more more years, every weekend while all my friends were out going doing their things, I went to the radio station. Now, I worked in my fun, too. Don't feel sorry for me. Not on this case, anyway. I still had fun. So in 2002, three, four, five, I'm doing that. And then in 2005, I started getting a little bored. And the talk thing was continually on my radar like, this is what I want to do. That is where I want to be, which Talk Radio 102.3 is in the same uh, building right across the hall from KZ 106. And so I went to Bill Lockhart and I said, I'm going to start looking for other jobs unless you tell me 
you'll work me now. Bill Lockhart was is now the program director on an interim basis, and he was the program director then, basically meaning the immediate boss. And I said, I'm going to look for other options unless you have a use for me like now. Not hopefully in the future, not later on down in my career. Now. He said, don't go anywhere. I'll get you work. Within the next six months, I was doing live remote broadcasts, setting up things, working mock football games on the weekend, filling in and everywhere I could on just kind of what I would now consider mindless, tedious work, but couldn't have been happier to do it. Next thing you know, I'm working every single weekend. Now I'm working half the time during the week, filling in for stuff. And in 2006, in August of 2006, which would have been seven years after that call I made to Jeff Styles on his show, Fred the Show, seven years later, I was filling in for Jeff in August of 2006. I was absolutely terrified, terrified of the opportunity and also as pleased as I could be. But in the end, terrified. I didn't know what I was doing. And for the next year, Bill kept putting me in there, even though I know it had to have sucked. I can't imagine how bad some of those shows were. And he continued to stick with me, and he continued to put me out there. And by 2007 and eight, I was filling in all the time. And while still probably not that high quality, it, I was learning every single day and figuring out how to do this. The Great Recession of late seven, eight, and nine dwindled all my work. Wasn't able to work there anymore. I wasn't fired. I just had all my hours cut. So I went over to another radio station, Brewer Broadcasting. Worked at an upstart talk there. It was terrible. Worked at ESPN Radio a little bit. Eh, some of that was okay. Some of it not as good. But overall, I was happy to have the experience of working for another company. By 2010, I was off and on working a little, some, some not as much. And by 2011, Kevin West called me and said, hey, we need you back. We need we have an opening for you to, to work directly with Jeff again on Fred the Show. That's the 10 a.m. to 12 noon show each and every day, Monday through Friday. And I said, where do I sign up? Can we start tomorrow? I'll be there. And then from 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, over that course of that five years, I worked every show in the morning there could be. I filled in on every single show from the morning press to the nth degree to Fred the Show to Let's Talk Money. That's five different or three or four different overall shows, five or more different capacities of how I've worked from, from production to fill in hosting to whatever it is, from tedious nothing to the biggest slot you can get. I had them all. And before you knew it, I knew exactly what I was doing here. And then in the last two or three years, it was not just Jeff Styles' show. It was me and him together. I was producing. I was bringing elements to the show. I was bringing concepts and ideas every single week to the show for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows. I was recording shows live from Bonnaroo for years, Shaking Knees Music Festival. I wasn't getting paid much, but it was my passion this work, this radio station, tireless dedication for at that point would have been going on about a collective 13 years. Again, go back to episode one and episode seven for the exact specifics. But on June 24th, I was fired, fired from the radio station. And I was devastated, heartbroken, shattered, shattered heart into little pieces. And then I was mad as hell. Again, it's a breakup, same concept. Just think about a terrible breakup in your life. It's the same concept. So I started doing podcasting. I'm still doing podcasting, clearly. Obviously, you're listening right now. It's the most listened to one in the city. And yes, I've taken some shots. And yes, I've probably said some things I regret. And yes, it's been contentious. And 
I, I constantly heard, don't burn the bridge. Well, guess what, bro? They burn the bridge. They could call me tomorrow and say, do you want to work here for a few bucks here? $10 an hour. $10 an hour. It's the most I ever made at that company. Never had one raise in nearly a decade and a half. And yet worked my ass off every single day. And I'd tell them where they could stick it. And it wouldn't be a friendly conversation. But that leads me back to last week, which would have been Thursday, March 16th, 2017. The day that Jeff Stiles stepped away from that 10 to 12, two-hour late morning show. A show that for hundreds of times I had either filled in, produced, or had or, or was a contributor for. A show that I was groomed to take over. A show that was supposed to be mine. On that Thursday, the 16th of this year, that day was supposed to be all about me. That day was supposed to be my day. That after 17 years, after 204 months, after 6,000 plus days, it was my turn to give it a go. And if it went a year and it didn't work and the ratings tanked and I got fired for other more legitimate reasons, then that then so be it. So be it. People lose their job in the media industry because their shows don't do well all the time. They don't generally get fired because somebody decided to hack into their Facebook messages. Just to have the opportunity that I had thought about, sought after, and thought that's something I want at 19 years of age, 17 years ago, 204 months ago, and over 6,000 days ago. And that's, that's pretty much all I'll say about that today on the weekly dose for March 22nd, 2017. On that Thursday, I almost lost. I did lose it a few times. I cried like four times on that Thursday. Every time I thought about it, I talked to myself, man. I've got my index finger and my thumb about an inch apart right here next to this microphone. I'm about that close to being a total mental case in life, period. And I'm a much more emotional person than anybody ever realizes. Both good and bad ways of, of handling emotions. I cried probably four times. And then within a few days after that and some conversations with some friends, Brad Steiner, one of my best friends, who kind of put some things in perspective. He's always good at talking me off ledges. And I'm feeling way better about it now, and it is time to move on. And it is time to get going. And it's time to invest in myself and invest in this product and in this delivery system, which is the internet, websites, blogs, and podcasts. And if you're still here now, God bless you. <laughs> if you're still here on this podcast right now, First of all, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I promise I won't do too much any more of this. But every now and again, just I, I I try to get stuff off my chest through through the airwaves or through through the the shows. And I've done it in the past and, and when I've had things going on that weren't all that cool and I've I talk about them. I'm pretty transparent. I like to talk about just things that are real. And there's been times when I've, I've mentioned things that were less than favorable and said, hey, don't worry about me, though. Don't feel sorry for me. I'll be fine. Well, in this situation, feel free to feel sorry for me because this that was a sorry-ass situation. From 1999, the late summer, to the spring of 2017, I spent 204 months, over 6,000 days and 17 years trying to get something 
that was basically taken away from me. I wasn't going to get rich. I wasn't going to make any money, period, barely. It's just what I love to do. Think about what it is that you love to do in your life, and then imagine someone saying, you can never do that again. That's what that was for me. It might seem silly. It might seem absurd, but it's true. But it is time to get going, and it is time to forget about it. And that was the realization that I needed. That was almost a week ago now as I record this. That was that realization from just like that relationship you remember when you thought just maybe, maybe, you never know. Maybe she'll change her mind. Maybe everything will be okay here in a month or two or in a few days or a few weeks. And then all of a sudden one day something happens and you realize, nope, this is over. And that ended up being what that was for me. A roller coaster ride of emotions, but yes, it is time to move on. It is time to get going. Back to a more recognizable show next week for the final Wednesday of March 2017, already flying by. Time flies and it ain't got a thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. Don't be a fraud. The truth is easy to remember. And this space is growing, man, and it's because of you. And I appreciate it. So I ask you to continue to watch it. See you. Bye. What lies ahead I have no way of knowing But under my feet, baby, grass is growing It's time to move